G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Tuesday fortnightly these days, Greg Bonda is joining us. He's National Director of Christian Voice Australia, a national think tank and advocacy group for families, liberty and faith. Greg, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Delighted to be on board as usual. Uh, Greg, a couple of segments uh, in this conversation we'll talk about. Mm. And uh, just to draw attention to what's called the National Webinar Ministry that uh, is part of Christian Voice Australia. And Mm. you've got uh, some identities who are appearing on webinars, weekly webinars with you. And uh, and so let's talk about this one, uh, first of all, because you've got a webinar on tonight about the Protect Mm. Babies Born Alive Under Botched Abortions uh, with Senator Alex Antic and George Christensen. Uh, What's happening with that webinar tonight? Well, actual fact, Neil, it is on tonight at 7pm. If people want to join, um, they they can contact me or go to to our website. But, Neil, I've got some good news. I've got tonight, I've got Senator Antic, uh, Senator Matt Canavan, and, of course, uh, Ralph Babette will also join us sometime during the night and along with them will be George Christensen who's currently overseas but I've got whole four of these uh, uh, very much issue driven senators that are going, well George Christensen was a former member of parliament but these people are going to join us tonight to talk about the, the, the Born Alive bill that they've put up now one of the things I want to draw to your attention Neil is that um, if you're following world development you'll find that uh, uh, some good news has come out of Florida in the USA, where Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has just signed a bill uh, to ban abortions on unborn babies with beating hearts. In other words, if a baby is born and has a beating heart, then it deserves medical attention and it needs to be ensured that that child remains alive uh, unless... Uh, uh, you know, unless otherwise medical complications. So, Neil, that's a great move because I think the trend is changing and I'm hoping as Born Alive Bill here in Australia will get the full support of the federal parliament, Neil. Interesting to talk about what's happening in Florida, in the United States there, Greg, because uh, Ron DeSantis, who is, uh, I don't think he's officially put his hand up, but is a a likely contender as a presidential candidate on the Republican side. And so for someone who is making a very, very big statement to his whole nation about being pro-life and uh, in this, uh, you know, the Heartbeat, Heartbeat Protection Act, uh, that's an, that is an interesting twist, isn't it, where you've got someone on the conservative side who actually is conservative and not just pretending. Yeah, I mean, Neil, it is so encouraging to have a, a, a governor of the United States, um, uh, you know, who's, who's, who's in the um, Senate up there. Look, when he says we are proud to support life and family in the state of Florida, that sends a very clear message to all the people uh, who are voting, voting members, who, who are now saying we now have a politician that's prepared to put his hand up 
and say, I am for families. I don't want babies killed. I want to make sure that they have medical attention. If there's a beating heart, then that baby is alive, so let's protect it medically. I think this is great news, and I think, you know, what um, Senator Antic and Canavan have proposed, and it'll be on tonight, we'll talk about it, our bill sends a message that we want to do the same. We want to protect children that are born alive instead of leaving them there on the, on the um, medical table or, or, in fact, ending their life surgically. So, so, Neil, I am so encouraged by this. You know, when George Christensen retired uh, from his role as a Member of Parliament, uh, some people thought, well, you know, the bill that he had put up, which actually lapsed because there was an election called, mm. uh, you know, without George Christensen in the Parliament, uh, who's going to stand up for... Uh, those unborn babies in the womb. And, uh, and and I guess you could be encouraged by the fact that it's now not just one member of parliament who's really making a noise about this, but there's three, uh, as you say, Alex Antic, uh, Ralph Babette and uh, Matt Canavan, all making mm. their voices known. Absolutely. And, I, and the actual bill, uh, Neil, is called the Human Rights Childborn Alive Protection Bill 2022. And it's been introduced into the Australian Senate. Now, I spoke to George the other night, uh, and I also spoke to George just before he left Parliament to say who's going to be taking carriage of this bill. And he said that Matt Canavan and Alex Antic would do that. I think this is wonderful. And in point of fact, Neil, I had a, I had a petition out, and I've, and I've written to um, both um, Dutton and uh, Mr. Dutton and uh, Little Proud, Mr. Little Proud, to say you need to support your own party members in this bill. So make sure that you support them. And, and I think it's critical that we do that. And I, and I encourage every, every one of your listeners, Neil, to do just the same. Write to the National Party leaders and the Liberal Party leaders and say, hey, we need to support this bill. Okay, and I'll give a website uh, for people to go to to actually link with that webinar. Uh, You've got a number of webinars. Uh, One of the ones you've got coming up sometime very soon is around this issue on the third education revolution and, uh, you know, taking the classroom uh, out of the university and putting the classroom into the local church. And uh, there's some developments technologically that allow allow that to happen. But uh, in your understanding, the third education revolution, what does it all mean? Oh, Neil, this is a great initiative. Uh, As you know, Professor um, uh, Dr. Vishal Magawadi uh, is, is the initiator of this concept. Uh, He will be in my webinar on Tuesday, May the 9th at 7pm. Now, the reason I put this up for is, Neil, because I know, now, as you may or may not know, I'm a former school teacher, high school teacher, and I started my career off as a teacher. I've got a Master's in Education, uh, Bachelor of Education, Diploma in Special Education, Diploma in Education. So I have a real soft heart and understanding what education is. Now, Neil, one of the problems we've got where we are now is, in terms of a woke society, a left-wing ideologically driven society, is that education at the early years, if teachers are not properly properly trained in terms of uh, educational uh, outcomes, then they're going to end up being what they're taught. What this particular person, Vishal, is suggesting is we need to take education back to the church in form of a partnership, allowing everybody, 
whether you're rich or poor or regional or city, everybody to engage in education through the church, through a digital curriculum. And I think the actual concept now has so much going for it because we need to, it's going to take a couple of generations before we start to change the way our society is today in terms of being woke, ideologically driven and um, what have you. So, Neil, this is a very exciting concept. It is an exciting concept and uh, not very far from what a lot of churches already do uh, with something like a local Bible college. Now, uh, there's a lot of churches, Greg, Mm. who actually have their own Bible college and oftentimes it's just a sort of a lower level one, uh, but they have turned their church facilities into a classroom that does deliver a tertiary level qualification for people who are studying. So if you can do Bible college studies in your local church, why can't you train to be a school teacher, uh, train in all the different social sciences, uh, all of those different things that can happen uh, using the church as the classroom. The important thing here is who is overseeing the students. So uh, you've got academic pastors and there's lots of people within church life already who are well, well, uh, qualified to be able to, to oversee this sort of thing. What are your, what can you see here? Some aspiration uh, from uh, the Greg Bondar who has this teaching background about the possibilities of what might happen through this. You, look, Neil, you make a really good point. Um, just to reiterate, I've got a master's in education, and I did my um, uh, my thesis on educational philosophy. Now, one of the issues you'll find at the school level is that if kids are taught, you know, that there is gender is fluid, if kids are, kids are taught that, you know, it's okay to have abortions, it's okay to have sex outside of marriage, if kids are taught all that, they're going to carry that through their life. And the problem we've got now is that you've got this youth and the, and the current generation telling us, oh, it's okay to have abortion, it's okay, you know, to be uh, changing your uh, body into whatever gender you wish. What we need to be doing from an educational, philosophical point of view, Neil, is we've got to start at the base, and the base is at school. Now, if we can get kids back into the church where they're going to be taught not just, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, not just about our Lord Jesus Christ, which we need to be taught about, but they're going to be taught about what values, morals and ethics they need to take into their adult life. So, Neil, taking the school back to the church, allowing, you know, um, educational pastors uh, to, 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 to monitor development is going to be the way that we overcome the current sad situation we're in now. So I've got a real, real positive feel that the third education revolution may just be the answer that we're looking for, Neil. Well, digital curriculum, uh, you know, delivered uh, through the internet. Uh, This can happen anywhere. So even remote communities can be thinking about how they can turn Mm. their churches into classrooms and Mm. uh, basically turning their churches into universities. And uh, it's already happening substantially in the developing Mm. world, especially in uh, the nations of Africa. And uh, it's got all sorts of amazing applications for uh, for the developed world as well. So something to look forward to. And uh, I've got Professor uh, Vishal Mangalwadi already scheduled for a conversation when he arrives in Australia a little later this year. But you did mention you've got a webinar coming up with him on the 9th mm. of May and listeners might want to make a little note there too uh, to get a bit of a, uh, you know, a head start on some of the things that he'll be delivering later in the year. Hey, uh, yeah, look, like- yep. 
sorry, Neil, they can actually contact me through our website. But the point is that Dr. Vishal Magawaldi will also be joined, and I neglected to mention, Neil, by his colleague who's a, a professor from any, and he was a professor at the University of Uganda, and he also will be joining us because he's got a great insight into digital education. So um, look out for him as well, Neil. <laughs> okay, another issue, uh, one that looks a little bit concerning uh, about a school teacher in the United States uh, using a John 3.16 addition to their email signature. Uh, some developments here, what's happening? Yeah, Neil, this is really, really disturbing. I think it has implications for Australia, for every mum and dad, for every person that's working. Uh, whether it's, you know, socially engaging in media or, or, or emails. Look, there's a situation at a Virginia high school, again in America, but I, I raise it because of the implications it has for us, Neil. The, a teacher there has been, since the day she was employed, signing off her emails with the quote from John 3.16, for God's sake, love the world, and so on. Now, Neil, what the school has decided to do is object to her putting that as part of her email signature. So they've challenged it. Now, the, the teacher's lawyer is saying, no, we're allowed to do that. It's part of our faith. Uh, and the school's saying, no, you can't. This is church and state. We try and separate them. So there's a real issue here in the courts, and I'm following this with very closely, because the issue we've got here, Neil, is can you, as Neil Johnson, write me a, an email and then put John 3.16 under it because I might object or somebody else might object? Well, I think, you know, we're entitled to do that. It's our email, it is our faith, it's our expression. And, and if you're allowed to put things like he, him, they, them in pronouns, then surely, surely we can in this modern day allow people to express their faith in their email. So, Neil, this is a critical situation that we need to watch because we don't want to get caught up like the US at the moment. <clears throat> I couldn't help but think uh, when I saw this little note about the email uh, signatures here that uh, actually, because this is one of those things, isn't it, that uh, if you go quiet, you actually empower opponents of Christianity. You empower the wokeism if you go quiet. But there's a real opportunity here. And, uh, you know, you can see an upside in this. You can see, oh, someone's coming under some criticism for putting John 3.16 in their email signature. Yeah. But the opportunity is, why don't you put something Christian in your email signature? Uh, why wouldn't you do that, Greg? Look, I am actually going to be recommending very soon in a, in a piece of research that I'm going to be putting out through Christian Voice Australia is that people ought to, as a first step, put a biblical quote, a phrase, a passage, whatever, in all their emails to let everybody know, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm, I'm, I'm declaring my faith, and here's a small proof of that Christianity and my faith. Because, Neil, at the moment, the hostility of the secular left towards the Christian faith is chilling and clearly indicates uh, where the so-called progressives want to take our thinking so, Neil, really, and I don't think they're progressives at all. I think they're regressives, actually, because what is so progressive about having abortions, having transgenderism, having same-sex marriage, having, you know, children killed after birth if their heart is still beating? There's nothing progressive about that at all, Neil. So I think one of the first steps we should be doing as Christians, make your faith known, make it public, put it in your email, 
put a passage, a verse or whatever. So, Neil, I'm all for it. <laughs> you might say, what have you got to lose? Uh, you might have someone make a criticism. You might have someone complain, but uh, you're not at this point likely to be thrown into jail. So you might as well uh, actually, uh, you know, declare your cards, <laughs> show everyone your hand, uh, actually make some sort of declaration. Yeah, the only problem we've got the uh, the flower syndrome. You see, we've got to make sure that uh, that that we're not sort of. Uh, well, Mark Latham, for example, the words he used may not be the words you and I use in his tweet. Uh, the word I'm, the the words we use have to be loving, caring, and biblical. And I think what we can what we can do with that is show our faith. Now, now there's nothing wrong with that. And you know what? What we've got to be doing is if the left, the ideologically driven left, can do what they like in terms of they, them, you know, and pronouns and what have you nonsense and the and the alphabet gender things that are going on. Neil, we should be getting out there as Christians and saying, right, the fight back begins now. And we start putting our faith in, in print. You know, John 3.16, what a great thing. I'm going to do it for about a month and see what kind of response I get from the people that I email throughout my course of work, you know, whether it's politicians or, or, or colleagues or what have you. Neil, a great initiative if people are prepared to take it on, and I'm happy to support them any way I can. Well, we used to have a bumper sticker on our car that would declare yeah, yeah. our faith. Uh, we used to wear lots of Christian T-shirts, and uh, I know there'll be some who are saying, I still do. Uh, not as many do, but uh, you can do all sorts of things uh, to declare your faith, and uh, I take your point pretty seriously too. It's not there mm. to actually uh, club someone over the head with a, some sort of no. a Bible bash message. It's no. to declare that you stand for Christ, and mm. there might be some sort of symbol, or you know, just using the you know John three sixteen. Uh, that actually makes a significant statement. Uh, a lot of listeners will know that our call-in number is uh, 1-800-316-316. Uh, there's a statement in, in our telephone number e even at that. Hey, Greg, uh, to connect yeah. with you, uh, christianvoiceaustralia.blog, uh, is there, uh, are there other ways too people can, can connect with these webinars you've got going? Yeah, look, my details are on that website, Neil, and they can email me or contact me, and I'll give them all, the, and I'll put them onto my mailing list for the webinars. Uh, we've got some very good ones coming up too later on in the year, and uh, they're really sort of uh, webinars that people ought to be getting engaged in. But tonight, we've got the Born Alive, and then on the 9th of May, we have the Third Education Revolution. And I encourage every mum and dad, grandparent, to be watching that webinar if they can, Neil. ChristianVoiceAustralia.blog. Greg Bondar is National Director of Christian Voice Australia. Greg, thanks so much for another great update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.